Good morning, everybody. In my head, every time you say good morning to a group of people, I still hear good morning from school. But I'm glad you didn't do that. If you do, more enthusiasm. Um, so if you don't know me, I'm Adam, as has been already introduced. I'm fairly new here, so I am the curate, which is like a type of vicar, I suppose. Um, it's, very, it's very hard, isn't it, Ben, to describe what like, clergy are to people that might not know. So if you know what a curate is, that's fine. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, I'm, I'm on the team here. So um, we're going to be looking at Luke 15. Last week, we looked at Luke 15 as well. That is a, a chapter from the book of Luke in the Bible. If you can't find a Bible or you didn't bring one with you, you probably have one on your phone. If you don't have one on your phone, you can Google it. Um, so grab your phones out and have a look at that. Now, before we read it, it, it reminds me actually with my phone. A, a couple of years ago, I, I lost my phone. Um, to be fair, that's not totally true because I did lose it a couple of years ago, but I, have, I lose it probably on a weekly basis at least. Um, and it, there's that kind of deep level of panic when you lose anything, but your phone particularly, because it kind of does everything for you. Um, but I lost it, and I, I wonder if anyone can guess. It was a very obscure place that I lost it. I looked for it for no word of a lie an entire day and couldn't find it, had no idea where it was. So I, I lost it one evening and didn't find it until the next evening. Any idea where I had put my phone? <laughs> That's my... In one. In the fridge. I'd been making a cup of tea, and I'd obviously been on my phone, put it in the fridge, closed the fridge. Words to the wise, fridges block mobile signal. Can't find it. So there I am, like trying to, well, my fridge did anyway. So I'm trying to ping it on the like, find my phone thing. It's not working. I'd, I'd basically resign myself to the fact that someone had clearly nicked my phone from inside my own flat, and um, it, it wasn't true. I'd just lost it in the flat, in the fridge, the most obscure thing ever. But I looked for that phone, I think probably, not for the entire day, but for a good 80% of my time that day was spent hunting around down the back of sofas that I'd not even sat on since losing my phone. Just not, I, I even remember looking kind of on those, those high shelves and thinking, I don't even know what's up there. How would my phone have got up there? Maybe I threw it. Um, but I looked super, super hard. And looking for something, as you might have got from the game this morning, is key to the stuff that we're reading in, in Luke 15. So let's read the passage that we've got for today. Last week, um, uh, James shared with us about the lost sheep, which is quite a famous story. Lots of people know about the lost sheep. Um, we can all imagine losing a sheep. They seem like the sort of thing that would get lost very regularly, right? Quite big, I'm not sure how you'd lose. But anyway, the lost sheep. This is the lost coin. Now, I think this is probably something we can all get on board with slightly more because I think all of us will probably have lost a coin at some stage unless you're from the no coins generation, um, in which case that's a, that's a joy for you to discover later. But let's read it. So it's, it's Luke chapter 15, starting at verse 8. So um, Jesus has just given the parable of the lost sheep and talked about losing a sheep and a shepherd going to extreme lengths to find this one sheep, even though he still had the 99 secure. And then he says a second parable, and he starts, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. And in the same way, I tell you, 
there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I'll say it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks 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 be to God. So, it is a slightly bizarre story because not that many people sweep their house anymore. Um, And most people, I don't think, need to light a lamp um, to find stuff. But the house that we're talking about here is probably not got any windows. It's got dust and stuff on the floor. So that would be how you'd find it. If you'd lost a coin, it might be stuck under the dust. A bit like if you lost a coin in a sandpit or something, you wouldn't be able to see it until you cleared the sand away. So that's why she's doing what she's doing. What it's describing is going to the nth degree, going to great lengths to look for this coin that you've lost. Now, it's worth a fair amount of money. It was about one day's wages. I don't really know. It's it's hard to put that into kind of modern equivalents because you would never get a coin for one day, hopefully, of working. Um, But one coin was one day's wages. so, So it's valuable, but it's maybe not something... Um, that you, you, you would maybe be able to cope with the fact that you'd lost it. But you're always going to put effort into trying to, to find this thing. So she's found it. And then I think something that strikes me as a little bit bizarre, I don't know whether you've ever found any coins down the back of a sofa, but she finds her coin and immediately phones up all her friends and says, come on over, let's have a party. I found a quig down the back of the sofa. And, and that's not really my kind of my response, even if, say, if you were paid 10 pounds an hour and you worked for 88 hours, that's 80 quid, right, so that's a day's wages, even if I found 80 pounds down the back of the sofa, I'm not sure I would have a ring around and see if everybody could come over to celebrate with me for having found this money down the back of the sofa. But this woman does. And of course, it's because this is not just a story about someone losing some money and finding some money. The money has greater significance than that. This is something um, which the woman holds dear to her. It's probably um, something that she uses for security. So it's money that she's holding on to that's going to keep her safe in in the future. Um, It's something that gives her status. It's something that secures her. So it is really important. But even so, maybe you wouldn't throw a party. I suppose if we think about the previous story... James talked last week about losing this sheep and how it was absolutely ridiculous to leave 99 sheep unattended to go and find one sheep. That just doesn't seem wise. Now, we have to believe that um, the sheep were safe. So it may not have been that he just left the 99 sheep wandering around doing their own thing. They would have been safe in the pen. But that's still, it's not a decision that makes sense because the smart money is to let that one sheep go, take the hit, and double down on what you've got left. And this woman probably spent the best part of a day looking for the money that she would have been paid for working for a day. It's not necessarily the smartest use of her time. But she does it because that coin is significant to her. It has a value. Now, sheep and coins are possessions. They're not people. And so the context of the stories here is that they're not necessarily as valuable as a a person. They're an illustration to help us understand. You can lose things outside. You can lose things because a sheep runs away and gets lost. But even in your own home, somewhere that is secure and that you kind of have control over, when you're safe in your home, you can still lose things. Things can be lost even though they're at home. When things get lost, it's a problem, but not compared to when a person 
goes missing. I don't know if you um, have ever been lost yourself, but um, I've been up many mountains and I have been lost many times. I would never really characterize it as that. It's more that I just didn't know exactly where I was. Or I know where I am, but I'm not totally sure where I'm going. Um, or I'm pretty sure where I am now, but I have no idea how I got here. But I have been lost many times. I remember one time I was in the mountains and, um, in Scotland and the clouds came down and I couldn't, couldn't see anything. It was totally, uh, maybe kind of two or three meters in front of me. Um, and despite the fact that I knew where I was, I was also on a, a bit of a schedule, I had to get somewhere. And so I kept walking and it got to a point where I thought I knew where I was, but I literally couldn't have proved it one way or the other. There was no way of knowing. I was, by any definition, lost. But the only moment that you realize you're lost is when you're trying to work out where you are. So you can wander around quite happily being lost and not totally aware of where you are. It's only the point where you think, well, what was the purpose of this walk? Have I reached my destination? Where am I? That you realize whether you're lost or not. And that happens in life. So often we hear people describing other people as a, a bit lost. They've lost their way. Maybe they're um, doing things that someone else disapproves of. But whatever it might be, maybe they don't have a clear purpose in their life. But they've lost purpose and, and maybe they're not fulfilling their purpose. And so they are lost. Now next week we are going to look at a parable which combines the previous two concepts. Losing something that leaves and runs away, like the sheep. And losing something even while it's still at home and technically safe. Because the sheep is not fulfilling its purpose unless it is in the flock where the shepherd wants it to be, doing what it's supposed to do. And the coin is not fulfilling its purpose unless it is in the possession of its owner, ready to be spent, ready to have done with it what it's supposed to have done with it. And in the same way, you are not fulfilling your purpose. You are lost if you're not fulfilling your purpose. Sorry? So... That could mean lots of different things. It could mean that you're in the wrong job and you're not fulfilling your purpose and so you're a bit lost in life. But on a much greater, more important scale, if you do not have a relationship with God, with Jesus, if you're not his friend, if he's not your savior, then you're lost because your purpose is to be in relationship with God. The thing that this story tells us is that we can be lost in the way that we think of other people being lost. They live a wild lifestyle and they're not part of the church and they're obviously, they don't have a relationship with God. But you can be lost inside the house as well. You can be the person that grew up in church that knows their Bible inside out and still be lost. But God looks for you the same. If you're a sheep that's run off, he leaves the other 99, they're safe and secure. It seems like a mad decision, but he runs after you. He will go and find you. He will seek you out. But if you're at home, he will still look for you. Even though it would be tempting for us, maybe in the church, to think, well, they keep coming along. They're a, they're a safe bet. We, we've got them. We don't need to worry about them. God chases after you whenever, wherever Whoever and however you are lost, he chases after you. So this story tells me 
that we have value. You have value. More than you know. Disproportionate amount of value. And God puts a worldly disproportionate amount of effort into finding you. It doesn't make sense. But in God's economy it does because you are worth that much. I've not really gone into this, but God is embarrassingly excited to find you. He throws a horrifically embarrassing party because he found you. That's what it's saying when it says um, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Where God is, he is going wild whenever anybody comes back into relationship with him. And finally, again, wherever, however, whoever you are, God is looking for you. I'm going to invite the band back up uh, and I'm going to invite you all to stand. Um, So we're going to sing, we're going to worship together. But as we do, and we're thinking about um, maybe what God has to say to us today, I'd like you to wonder to yourself whether you are lost in the house. So it doesn't mean you're not a Christian, that might be the case, but there are degrees of lostness when you lose your direction, your drive, your something else. How might you be lost today? Because no matter how lost you are or where you are, God is looking for you. And he's not just standing still, peering around. He's sweeping the floor, he's lit the lamp, and he is searching for you. So reflect on that. I'm gonna pray, come Holy Spirit, convicting us where we have lost our way and gone our own direction and bring us back to you. Thank you, God, that because of Jesus, we can come back to you, have relationship with you, and be found. God, look for us today and restore that relationship that we can have with you. Amen.